0: This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your
1: host, Bryce Jacob.
0: Welcome to Above Grade, your source for construction conversations and all topics of all sorts here in Central Ohio. I'm Bryce Jacob of J.S. Brown and Company. I'm here with Greg Hansberry as our producer, and we're both here for your edutaining value. What's up? Yo. How's it going? It's good. I'm I'm
1: excited about today's show. It makes me feel like a millionaire.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, your spirit's been lifted, huh? That's it. That's good. Well, this was your request. I remember while we were doing a show on universal design, and we had that really wonderful guest in talking about Mm -hmm, universal design for three weeks. Yeah. You mean? Yeah, that was was me, wasn't it? All right. Well, he was hard to get. <laughs> it was a it was a good get, but let's not get carried away. <laughs> All right, but anyway, you made the winner suggestion while you were learning, you were listening too, which was really wonderful. And we were talking a little bit about elevators and how they can p- be put in the in the home, and you said, "Hey Bryce, tell get me get an what? expert." Yeah. Yeah, get an expert in here. So so guess what?
1: You got an expert. I, I got an it. expert yeah. in here.
0: Yeah. So today's the big a yep. big day for us. We've got on hand with us literally on hand dave hand he's the president of custom home elevator dave great to have you here Uh, thank you glad to be here yeah so you and i've known each other for years we've done a lot of elevator projects together and we've had our ups and downs in elevators haven't we yes we have (laughs) and uh and you've been doing this for quite some time you're kind of the expert in the area
2: yeah i've been doing this since 1990 yeah so it's it's been a long time um Lots of uh, ups and downs. Uh, I'll keep with the pun going on that.
1: Yeah. Hey, Greg, is this meeting your satisfaction with the, uh, you know? The pun? Yeah. The pun worthy? Yeah. Uh, I am uh, floored by the amount of puns we've gotten in already. Which floor? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see? All right. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> we ruin these shows in a hurry, Dave, if you haven't figured that out. Uh, but anyway, you so, since 1990, you've been doing this. And what got you into it?
2: Well, uh, my, my brother was uh, doing uh, Suites, which is the architectural uh, basically Bible for architects and designers when they're uh, looking to uh, uh, plan to design a building or a home. And uh, he mentioned that this uh, company was uh, looking for someone to help sell uh, elevators and lifts for them. Uh, it was a growing uh, part of the company uh, because of the American Disabilities Act which was going to be enacted in 1991, they wanted to be ready for that growth.
0: Excellent, excellent. So you got on board with this and never looked back.
2: Never looked back. It's been uh, it's been a mainly all up with yeah. uh, <laughs> this it. industry. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been growing since day one, uh, especially commercially with the American Disabilities Act, but residentially, uh, people are planning uh, to age in place and elevators and lifts have been a big part of it. So, ironically,
0: 1990 is when the Americans with Disabilities Act was enacted. So that's the ADA. And but that was more commercial. But so that had an influence on influence on your uh, residential environment. It did. Environment.
2: It did. It really brought an influence to the architects to uh, think about uh, aging a place uh, and planning either putting an elevator in now, a home elevator or to line up the closets to do it uh, in a later date uh, for the client uh, mm-hmm. if they needed. So. So, so some of the listeners may not have picked up on what you
0: just said, but lining up the closets basically from floor to floor, meaning that that space could eventually be converted into an elevator shaft. And so that's what we, we look for, or if we're planning for a future elevator when we're doing the design-build part of things— we stack those those closets, like you just said, a pantry and then a closet upstairs and maybe something down in the basement, but kind of looking for those areas where you could you could fit a shaft in.
2: Correct. It makes the uh, remodeling costs a lot lower uh, than trying to do it afterwards, Yeah, if possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things we look for when we go into a home, we do an assessment and you're doing the same thing as where in the world could you possibly put an elevator in, in this home, an existing home? and um oftentimes you have to do some reconfiguration of the footprint in an existing home if you aren't putting a an addition off the side of the house where you can house the elevator shaft.
2: Correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Greg, I mean, this is like the topic that you you wanted to talk about. So I would imagine you're pretty much going to run
1: today's show, would be my guess. Well, I do have a few questions, yeah. All right. Well. Well, I mean, the first one, I mean, and I think you've kind of hit on this uh, the first time around when we even asked about it. Like, it's it's very practical and realistic Mm -hmm. for you to have an elevator in your house. You don't have to be a millionaire, uh, you know. You don't have to be a, have the last name of Trump to have an uh, a yeah. Rockefeller yeah. or Biltmore Like or something this like is that. a very realistic option mm-hmm. for you know the average uh, American.
2: Well, the cost is very affordable. Uh, when you look at uh, going into a facility, uh, it's extremely yeah. affordable. Right. Uh, when you look at that option, and most people want to stay in their home. There's not too many people that I've seen over the years that say I absolutely want to leave. Mm-hmm. I want to go into a facility or or downsize. They usually are looking to stay in their home as long as they can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that plays right into what we were talking about in our universal design segment. I used to operate retirement homes. That was my 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 first life uh, when I was out of school. And uh, when I ran the assisted living communities, one of the things that I, I learned from my residents was many of them didn't want to be there, to your point. And it wasn't that... The environment wasn't suitable for them. It wasn't their first choice of living arrangements. And they had their memories in their home. They had their neighbors, their friends, their family, all those things. They've had history there. And now the home wasn't able to accommodate them any longer. And in essence, they didn't look far enough at the reality of what you could do to alter your home to be able to stay there. And an elevator is a great way to get to the master suite that's on the second floor. And oftentimes when we talk to homeowners about, well, yeah, let's put a first floor master suite on And we're talking about $225,000 to add the space onto the home to excavate, you know, run the electrical, put new heating and cooling in, get plumbing out there, do all that great stuff. It adds up in a hurry when their upstairs master suites, completely suitable. And you put in $50,000 into the home and you get the elevator and you get the reconfiguration of space and it's not unrealistic to be spending that. I mean, shoot. You move from your home. You're spending thirty to forty thousand dollars on average just to just to list and sell your home and move from one address to another one.
2: That's not including the extreme costs of the facility. Yeah, well, in. right, it, right. I mean, um, the assisted living communities
0: are true, and there you get into the the food and the, the room, the mm-hmm. board, the activities, the nursing care, all those things, and of course, it escalates in a hurry. So. <laughs> using our you know
2: <laughs> i in in 28 years of uh doing this Bryce i've never had someone say that uh, i only want to go to these levels of the home right <laughs> they want to go to all levels sure. of the home they're accustomed sure.
0: to yeah yeah, and obviously when you're doing putting an elevator in there are things to consider, right? If you're going to all floors, like you said, do we have closets that are stacked? Do we, do we have areas that we can we can access with a with a car to travel there? And then in Ohio, you know, everyone's got a basement. That's where all of our stuff goes or the ping pong tables mm-hmm. there or now all the living spaces that are down there. But there's obviously things we have to take into consideration going into a basement, right? And that's what you and I get to deal with.
2: Correct. Uh, That's probably the first spot I will head to when I go into a home to uh, uh, review the situation to see if it's capable to put a home elevator in. I usually go to the basement because that allows me to understand where the mechanicals are Mm -hmm. and where to stay away from because it becomes more expensive to move mechanicals. But basically we're looking for a five by five space to go vertical. And we have to find that either within the home, or kind of going outside the home, yeah. and then coming into the home right. from the from those levels. Uh, but that's what you try to look for to get to all levels of the home.
0: Yeah, I think um, one of the things that was the very first elevator I ever did, and I think you helped me out on, was years ago. Gosh, this is 2005, maybe, is when it was, and the homeowner was having their folks move in with them and they were uh, converting an area to an in-law suite. And so what we were looking at doing was in the basement that was on a ravine and it had a nice walkout basement, so beautiful views, lots of natural light. It was a natural area for us to convert into a in-law suite. We had the plumbing, all the roughs, everything was ready to go. The only challenge was getting people down into a basement. And so that's when we talked about how about an elevator. And the cool thing with this was, Normally when you when you drive into a garage, you have an offset from the garage floor into the home. And so you're going up some some stairs, eighteen inches, twenty-four, whatever it might be. And what we looked at is, well, shoot, let's have a pass-through elevator so you can enter it from the garage. And you can go down into the, you know, because it's adjacent to where the basement was. So the, the door was there, so they could come in and drive. They're still independent, to, so they were driving at least that stage. They could drive in, get out of their car, go through their door, which was the elevator, and then ride it down to the basement. Or if they wanted to go up and see their daughter and grandchildren and all that stuff, they could go up those 18 inches to the, the first floor or main floor of the house and they could go out through that back side of that door so it worked beautifully and they didn't have to go through the home and interfere their the with the lifestyle of their their daughter and and yeah, family the
1: son-in-law thanks you guys for that one yeah, yeah. Well, no. they <laughs> want separation <laughs> of areas everyone does yeah yeah um,
2: it was like two homes literally great point great. bryce uh that's that's important you know the the aspects of people you know, when people call me in, they're not afraid of uh, making that decision. They've come to that decision. They're afraid of making a mistake. And and the biggest part is is trying to get to all levels of the home, but also the important ones, which is being able to get to all levels, but get to the kitchen, be able to get in the home, yeah. leave the home to go to their you know to functions, go to restaurants, go to their medical uh, appointments, whatever it might be, and be able to get to their bedroom. And yeah. those are all critical aspects, and that's an important thing to remember is not to forget the garage area, that level. Because, you know, there's been many situations where we weren't able to put an elevator there, but we put a stair lift or a vertical wheelchair platform lift Mm -hmm. to get from that level to the main level. Mm -hmm.
0: Which are other things that you offer through your company correct yeah so correct. so let, let's talk about the differences real quick and then we'll focus more on elevators but you know before we do that i think it's it's time we go to the eye in the sky don't you think so it's been a uh, while
1: oh yeah we, we need to check in with jim
0: yeah let's go to jet Captor jim i hear he's flying around the skies today and i think we're going to move to him and get a quick report and then we'll be right back Hey everyone, Jet Copter Jim here, once again bringing you the traffic, weather, insight, and the latest updates from the remodeling industry. And today the word is we're talking elevators. We all know there are plenty of ups and downs in remodeling these days, and some of our clients need a lift to elevate their quality of life and raise the ability to use upper levels of the home. My, that pun escalated quickly. Anyway, look to see the team from J.S. Brown rise to the occasion and bring Columbus the height of remodeling experiences. Man, I can't stop. Oh, yeah, traffic is moving. Weather's fine. This is Jet Copter Jim, and I'll keep an eye on it. All right. Well, it's always entertaining when we get to hear Jim high in the sky. He had a great report for us. And interestingly enough, he seems to be in our back pocket and knows what we're talking about and, and had some good references to elevators in there so thank you jet Copter jim for all you do Thanks fly for the puns, safe yes yeah he's he is a lot of pun actually so all right let's get back because we right before we went to jet Copter jim we, we were talking about uh some of the other offerings that you have and so there's stair lifts of course which we've seen these you know where there's the the chair they sit in and it goes whoosh, up the yeah, flight of stairs
2: that's your least expensive option is the straight stair lift mm-hmm. um because you're not dealing with any remodeling or construction. Right. Um, Until but, you pull it out. But it doesn't allow someone that's uh, a wheelchair user uh, because they would have to transfer from the stairlift the lower level and then transfer to another wheelchair at the upper level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have custom uh, stairlifts. They're custom made to the, the stairway you have that's curved. Right. And they become a little more expensive because they're custom made. And then we have other products like incline and vertical wheelchair platform lifts Mm -hmm. that are other options to get you either up an incline, up the stairs, or vertically from one level to another. And they're limited in what we can do. They can only go a couple of levels. When we go uh, more than two levels, then we're looking at the home elevator type of product.
0: Okay. So there's options for folks. And when you said uh, the, the price point, you know, was the entry was the stair lift on a straight stair run. So while that's great and I've seen them, I actually have a client we're doing a basement for right now for the in-laws. They have a chairlift and they're not going to do an elevator, sorry, but they've got a chairlift in and you probably did the chairlift at least, but that is, uh, it takes up the stairwell. You know, that, right. that's one of the things while our guys have been working in, the, in this home, there's a chair that's in the way. So getting material in and out and up and down the stairs for the rest of the users, it can be a little bit confining.
2: Yeah, it's required by code for it to fold up and for mm-hmm. it to swivel at the upper level, so that they get away from what we call the dangerous part—the valley side of the stairway—at the upper level.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So um, that allows clearance for uh, other people to use the stairway or to move items, like you're mentioning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so those are those are an item that are up for consideration. Uh, generally, when homeowners have asked me about that, I tell them there's not—it's not as involved construction-wise—and that when the lift comes out, if a homeowner were to take that out, isn't it just the stair tread? Yeah. Primarily, it, that's yeah, been.
2: Yeah, it just gets mounted to it. the uh, stairs. So it gets legged into the steps, the wood mm-hmm. steps. And uh, that's the only thing that you would have to re- repair or replace with carpet. And be the treads. Um, and we keep those units in stock. So yeah. we're able to put them in same day, next day, um, you know, within five business days on a straight stair lift. Yeah. So being that the installation
0: is quick, what's your lead time to get the materials, do your takeoff? So if someone called you today and said, hey, we really need a stair lift, how much time are you, you looking before you could fabricate their unit custom for them?
2: Well, our, our schedule would be like five business days on a stair lift, but we mm. put them in the same day next day. We have them in stock uh, yeah. so we can put them in. The custom-made uh, stair lifts uh, take approximately three to four weeks yeah. on lead time. Gotcha. That's not bad. We have special photographic survey equipment that we would have to take to your stairway and take all these pictures that goes into a computer software system, uh, which is very similar to shipbuilding software. So mm-hmm. it's very precise. Wow.
1: Build a boat.
0: <laughs> he said ship, not boat. It's a big difference. That you know, was the family business I grew up in, where shipbuilding, we had a, a, a Never even told you guys this. Learn
1: something new every day. Learn something new every day. Yeah, learn new every day. I yeah I grew up uh, a had a
0: had a family of boiler makers, and they ended up building lake freighters up on Lake Erie. So Merce Industries was the family business. So
1: there
0: you go. yeah, that's it's in uh, your blood. Building's where in I was your supposed blood. to. Well, water's definitely in my blood, blood, and so is building. I guess. So those are those are two things. So maybe. Um, you know, I'll use some of that equipment, that survey equipment, and build myself a ship. So <laughs> I'll call you out for an elevator and fool you entirely, and we'll build a ship together. <laughs> Who knows? All right, we got we got uh, derailed here from our yeah, from our elevator track. So let's get back on with uh, some of the other things you do. So that's a stair lift, and then there is the simple lift right? That's uh, the platform lift?
2: Yeah, we have an inclined platform lift uh, for people that want to roll on with their wheelchair uh, to be able to go on a straight set of steps from one level to another. And then we have what we call vertical wheelchair platform lifts where you'd roll onto the platform and go vertically upwards to the next level. Mm-hmm. And those are designed for short-rise affordability for a porch or a deck or a garage, garage yeah. or going up to the next level in a home. Yeah. Yeah, and I we
0: we've had those put in in garages as well, where the ramp length gets you know gets in the way of the cars coming in, and you know obviously a ramp would be nice uh, so you can get up to the door. But sometimes it takes an entire car parking space when these lifts don't aren't as intrusive.
2: Yeah, the the code is uh, for every inch of rise you have twelve inch of run for a ramp. Uh, mm-hmm. Commercially, uh, residentially you can do what what you wish, but yeah. you know you got to look at the slope.
0: Yeah, we don't want to hit the slope and then end up (laughs) taking off on you yeah i was gonna give too many scenarios here (laughs) (laughs) there's there's a lot that could go with that one yeah where's the break um a lot of very interesting product that you have and so with elevators it's not just one type of elevator there's a lot of different elevators you carry that are shaftless to vacuum to full shaft Tell us the difference between these and why someone would use them in particular applications.
2: Yes, Bryce. There's a number of different uh, products to get you legally uh, by code vertically um, from one level to another. And we just mentioned the vertical wheelchair platform lift to go vertical. And then we also have uh, through the floor elevators, which are shaftless elevators. Uh, what they do is they go from one level to another. They'll start going from the lower level, and they'll pick up what we call the floor, which becomes the floor plug, and take it up with it so you can get off at the upper level and allow no one to fall into that space. Uh, Same thing when you go down. That floor plug will cover that space so you can walk over top of that and not take away uh, the area in your home with a shaft way. Uh, So it's very popular in existing homes, this type of product. Then the other products are traditional home elevator, which goes into a shaftway, pretend like it's behind a closet door. Uh, and then you open the door and you've got an elevator cab, which will take you from one level to another. And that elevator can go up to six stops, 50 feet of travel. So we can cover any type of residential situation mm-hmm. uh, there is. Um, with the type of product, uh, we have uh, a pneumatic vacuum elevator, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, is called the Jetson Elevator. Yeah, it's like going um, to the bank and yep. getting sucked up into the bank. Just, from the just tractor. not as fast, and we only go straight up and down.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. That's a good I, I think everybody that's always right. wanted one of those, right? Yeah, uh, you know, to, to travel through one of those would right. be really cool. And aren't they des- designing a train like that right now? You know, that, so it's going to be the same kind of thing. It just be this is like a mini example of it in your home. They're very cool because they're contemporary-looking.
2: They are. They're very contemporary, and they're very easy to go into existing home. You're just cutting a hole through a floor uh, that comes in three different sizes, from a 30-inch to the 37-inch to the wheelchair size of 52-inch diameter. Mm. And uh, you're just cutting a hole in the floor and bringing electric over, uh, so you're not paying for the cost of building a shaftway. Uh, the cost of the equipment is a little more expensive than the traditional elevator, mm. but when you weigh the both— uh, you know, it might be less expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I've looked at these as well. I mean, they're, there's applications for all of them. Obviously, it, it, with the look of it being a little bit more contemporary and floating out in the middle of the room, yeah, they're, they're pretty sharp looking. I know they're round and they're square and they have, yeah. I, the things that we need to ask homeowners about is who's going to be using it and how many people might be in there. And if someone's in a wheelchair, is there going to be someone who's who's with them navigating them? When you and I have talked about elevators, your big questions are what are the size of the people in the wheelchair and all those things? Because obviously you want to get it right, and we do too. We don't want to have it be sized for as small as we can then realize that the person who needs assistance uh, can't have an aide come in with them.
2: Well, that's one of the questions I will ask when I, I meet with uh, meet with them is uh, do you want it to fit a wheelchair or do you want to just be able to stand in it and go vertical? Because there's a big difference in size. Uh, I can make a traditional elevator in three feet by three feet size, but obviously that will not fit a wheelchair, which is 27 inches from camber to camber and 42 inches from the footrest to the handlebars. So I can make it where you can just stand in, in a three by three space or greater, or I can make it to fit a wheelchair or scooter, um, for possibly something that might be needed down the road. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good time for our, our second favorite part of this show. Tip of the
0: week. Yeah. The tip of the week. So we're going to do that. And then when we come back from the tip of the week, I want to talk about how we finish these elevators out to make them fit the look of the home.
2: It's time for the tip of the week.
0: Moving from your home can cost close to thirty dollars to $40,000 on average. Many people move because they need a bedroom on the first floor and improved access to living spaces or exits. Before putting a for sale sign in the front yard, talk to an elevator expert to determine if an elevator is a feasible solution in your home. Investing in an elevator can improve the value of your home, prevent you from having to pack all of your things up and move, and cost just about the same as moving wood. All right, Dave, so obviously there's a lot of options and there's a lot of looks that people go for, and and that dictates, just like any remodeling project we do, how people finish them out um, can certainly impact the investment. So we've seen elevators that you provide that are finished as simple as just a melamine wall uh, that either gets painted, finished, or it comes in a pre-finished color, all the way down to paneled walls that can be stained, again, painted, finished uh, in a different manner, lighting packages, and so on. So how do you help someone through selecting all of the different finishes that are in the elevator uh, to, to be the right fit for them?
2: Well, you know, it, it, it really comes down to them. But I have um, different samples of the wood species from uh, maple to oak to alder. Uh, got different ideas that they can look at. Um, we have many clients have uh, put murals, uh, painted murals in the cab. And we've had clients that uh, have dressed it up with different uh, different type of paneling, uh, with different type of light fixtures, with different type of uh uh, finishes from uh, stainless steel to brass to uh, oil oxidized uh, antique look. Um, so it really, it's it's just many, many types of uh, uh, options available. So you can almost do anything you wish. So
0: you, you're going through this process and you're helping people understand that as you're doing all these things, anything you wish that can go into it, there's a cost implication with this, which obviously is something some people are more concerned about than others, when you start taking into consideration the cost of the car, the cost of the construction, and now we've got to finish this thing out, what do you find most people gravitate to? Is there a, a norm, or is it all
2: over the place? It really, in doing this for 28 years, it's all over the place. It really comes down to what they want in their mm-hmm. home. Um, my goal is to educate and communicate the best I can with them so they can make the best possible decision for them. Uh, I just give them all their options. Uh, answer their questions and allow them to pick what they want. Yeah.
1: I, so I would think I would want to save up and get my initials in marble somewhere. You know, let's really that sounds it, like you're kind of. Let's really make it. Uh, that can be done.
0: Yeah. Let's pimp like your it. elevator.
2: Yeah. Just, yeah, we'd be doing that. It just comes down to money. But <laughs> yeah. uh, people, it, it's very reasonable the cost for an elevator. Uh, people are quite surprised when they find out what the cost is. Um, you know, the cost has come down over the years and the quality's gotten uh, much better with better warranty periods. Um, so
0: is that that econ one-on-one thing, supply and
2: demand? <laughs> you know,
0: you've, you've, you've created more elevators and you've expanded your operation in the, and with the demand that's up
2: as well? Absolutely correct. Uh, there's more demand for home elevators. Architects uh, understand uh, that if uh, they're going to build something with three levels or more, um, that's going to be approximately 350,000 or greater in costs then they should consider and approach it with their client And mm-hmm. what about repair? I mean
1: it seems like you know I wouldn't know where to start. Is that uh, an issue you, you got to kind of handle or what?
2: Well, with a with home elevator, we recommend at least once a year, we offer a planned maintenance program uh, so they can review it. Uh, it's highly recommended that they have. It's a moving object with moving parts, no different than your vehicle that you take in mm-hmm. several times a year for maintenance.
1: Right. Like a garage door Instead, we come yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good. So should people plan on having, you know, routine maintenance
2: done on it? correct they should uh, we will recommend that and we uh, provide the options at turnover
0: okay so some of the things that people need to know about how elevators work because you know we talk about elevator we talk about cost talking about the construction but generally the door to the elevator can look like any other door in the home this isn't a you go to a hotel it has a metal sliding door it looks like a residential door but it's magnetized shut. So it only will operate, the door will only operate when the car is stopped at that door. Isn't that correct?
2: That is correct. Uh, You can use the same doors uh, basically that you have throughout the home. We are going to add a UL approved electrical mechanical interlock to that door. So it works with the controller of the elevator. So it will not open when the elevator is not at that floor. It only will open when the elevator is at that floor and you open up the safety elevator gate that comes with the cab. So there are gates inside the elevator, and I know you have different styles of gates as well. Correct. Uh, You're going to have a accordion gate or a scissor gate. Those are your only two options for the elevator cab. And I always like to call it a gate because you're going to have landing doors at each landing for your elevator to put those interlocks on. So again, with with those doors, the accordion door is
0: going to be a wood panelled or a vinyl panelled. Is that right? Or
2: yeah, there's many options to that as well, with different textures, colors, um, you know, stain, and uh, you know, lots of varieties to pick from. But it's required by code for safety to have a gate on the cab that has to be closed as well as your landing door in order for the elevator to operate.
0: Now, the scissor gate, everybody kind of knows what that is. It's more of the old-fashioned looking, they accordion in with the metal. Uh, are, is there one that's more safe than another?
2: Uh, I'm always uh, in uh, belief the accordion gate because you cannot stick anything in, in between uh, like you can on the scissor gate. Um, yet right. there's some safeties on the scissor gate. you got a floating gate switch, so if you move the gate, it will stop. Um and But the Accordion Gate keeps children from sticking objects through the mm-hmm. gate, yeah. which I think is important. Yeah. Well, it certainly yeah. is. I, I mean, it, yeah. you have kids, right? Kids are kids. Yeah. They'll yeah. do anything. you well, got to make sure things are safe. I
0: don't call them scissors for nothing, right? And, and I'm a
2: firm <laughs> believer, teach the children how to use the elevator. Uh, just teach mm-hmm. them how to do it safely.
0: Sure. Yeah. So with, with that being said,
2: are there safety considerations for elevators? There is. Uh, it's like any industry, you have codes. And we adhere to the codes. We make sure they meet them or exceed uh, the national code, uh, which is what we do. And then we make sure we do proper training on turnover to make sure everyone understands the operation of the elevator or lift.
0: And you do that with the homeowner. So they get it.
2: Yeah. And if they get stuck in the elevator and they're at home
0: alone, what happens?
2: Well, it depends on which elevator. There's many ways. We go through all those scenarios on turnover so they feel very comfortable in using the elevator or lift. Uh, Most elevators have, by code, are required to have a lowering feature. Uh, Depending on the drive system, they will automatically manually lower. Then we also have special keys that allow you to open up the landing doors if you have to uh, open up that door. Uh, But there's always a way to be able to get off the elevator or lift.
0: Okay. And there's communication from the
2: inside. There's a phone, correct? Yeah. By by code, a line of communication is required. So you have to have a phone inside the elevator and you would like to have one just in case uh, it would stop on you.
0: Yeah. Do we have problems using cell phones in residential elevators?
2: Well, the problem with cell phones mm-hmm. is if, uh, you know, you don't have a problem in a residential elevator because it's usually a wood shaftway, but in a commercial, it has to be a landline. Uh, a cell phone, if if there's an emergency, you might not be able to get someone. Right. Uh, I know the phone companies are working on being able to uh, use the uh, uh, the cell phones on nine one one or VoIP, which is Voice over Internet Protocol. Hmm. Um. So they're working on those uh, areas to be able to uh, uh, to be able to contact someone nine one one if there's an emergency or there's a power failure.
0: Okay. And then one last kind of closing thought: we talked about basements and how we make that part of it work and uh if you're thinking about taking your elevator car into a basement just one of the things you need to evaluate is are we going to cut out the the concrete floor because there's a couple different ways to do it right and we run into this sometimes where we have to cut the basement floor out because the bottom of the car of the inside of the floor car you want to be flush with the slab and so in order to do that, you have to be able to recess the car into the floor. And the only way to do that is to cut the concrete out and pour a new slab down in the bottom of that.
2: Correct. On a traditional <laughs> elevator, we require a pit. Uh, and that's in order for the cab that's got a sling to be able to come down to the lower level, flush floor to floor. It needs to be in a recessed area, which we call a pit. And therefore, on a traditional elevator, we need an 8-inch or greater pit. Uh, On some of the other lifts or elevators, like the through the floor, we do not need a pit. The pneumatic vacuum elevator, we do not need a pit. Yet they have smaller sizes and less capacity. So it comes down to a lot of things of what you want and what you need. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. And and in most cases, we're putting a sump pump in that pit because you've got a new low spot in the basement. You get water in the basement. It's going to take the water out. Through, through that low point,
2: not required by code, but obviously if you have a low point and, uh, you don't have it somewhere else in the basement, Mm -hmm. then it's required. Yep. You'd want it. So Dave, obviously there's a lot of listeners that we have
0: on this program. It's obvious because it's a great show. Mm -hmm. And so because we have so many listeners and right now they're probably chomping at the bit to get to know who you are and want to talk to you about potentially putting an elevator in their home, how would they, uh, how would they reach you best?
2: Well, our, uh, you can contact us at 614-408-8051. Our website is customhomeelevator.com, uh, which has all our information on our website as well. Uh, my email address is daveh at customhomeelevator.com. Uh, look forward to any contact from you.
0: Yep. And, and same with us. I can put you in touch with Dave. Uh, if you have a question about an elevator or you're doing some remodeling in your home, you want us to take a peek at it, call the folks over at JS Brown, go to our website. You can certainly listen to all of our old podcasts the same way and learn about all the other talented uh, professionals in our industry. But Dave, I really appreciate you coming on. And this is Greg's request. but I enjoy getting to see you again because I usually see you out at the job site and we're digging around trying to figure out how to put an elevator in. So it's nice to have you in the studio today.
2: Well, thank you very much, Bryce and Greg, for inviting uh, inviting me in here to talk about elevators and lifts. Great. We'll have to
0: have to get the up and up in the future on what's happening in elevators. We'll have you back sometime, but thanks again. Thank you. All right, folks, we do this all the time. Every week we do it. We have a new topic. We have a new guest. We have
1: exciting things that we edutain you on. That's right. This was very edutaining. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I, I'm not going to have to save as much money as I thought for me to get my dream elevator. Well, I mean,
0: that, that it is really good news. I think a lot of folks hopefully listening today just um, got, got keyed into that, too, because, shoot, elevators are are uh, very elevating when you look at it that way i guess anyway right. it's it's time it's time People, anyone who's hung with us this long into the show deserved that anyway right all right folks go to uh above grade at jsbrowncompany.com and let us know if you got anything on your mind, topics you'd like us to discuss. And if you want to just listen to all these shows until your little heart's content over spring break, you can do that, too, by going to iTunes or going to JSBrownCompany.com and listening to all the above-grade podcasts. Certainly be sure to review and rate us. We'd love for you to do that as well and let us know how we're doing. And uh, until next week, whenever that is, right? Mm That would be next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. This is Bryce Jacob and Greg, and we want you to have a great week to build from.
1: Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.